Hello. Hello. Okay, we're working. I can hear you. You can hear me. That's it. Isn't it? That's the way it should be. All right. So, what's uh, floating your boat? Uh, oh, lots of rain because it's been raining like uh, Noah's Ark here in Atlanta. So. Really. Uh, and uh, what's uh, what's your outlook on uh, anything that? you find super important to worry about right now? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, one of the things that happened recently, I don't know, maybe it is quite troubling because over the 23 years, 23, 24 years, I've been shopping on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have never had them mess up an order. Really? I haven't until last Friday. And how did they mess it up? Well, so I uh, ordered my uh, favorite crystal light peach mango drink. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I become quite dependent on that. And so, uh, you know, once my uh, local grocer stopped carrying it, I, I got kind of, you know, distraught a little bit. But I said, I'll go to Amazon. I'm sure they'll have it. They did. And the first time I ordered it, Got it two days later. So it was great. Second time I ordered it, same thing happened. So I was starting to get to the point where I was ready to do subscribe and save. Ordered it the third time. I got citrus instead of peach mango, which was quite frustrating. Mm. So it was the very first time. And I mean, I've ordered every kind of thing on Amazon that you could imagine. And this it's kind of amazing that it's, this is the first time that I've ever had this kind of thing happen so so what do you think went wrong uh i don't know it could have been anything but the the key to this is uh i went to the site and i said i need to return my item and it had a little drop down box that said what what what's the issue and i said you know wrong order wrong item and then i you know put a little text in said i ordered peach mango and i got citrus and within like like as soon as I hit the button to send that off, I saw a little computing going on, little you know the little dots wiggling kind of thing. Yeah. And um, within like five to ten seconds, I got a reply saying, "We're sorry for the mix-up. Uh, if it's all right with you, we would like to send you out what you originally ordered free of charge, and you can don't worry about sending the other thing back. We will." You know, just enjoy that if you can. And that happened. I so I did that on Saturday, and today I got my peach mango drink. So mm. I'm I'm thinking a first thing I take out of this is that's pretty good run going 24 years of I don't know countless things I bought off of Amazon and never having it wrong up until now, and then maybe even more significant is the way it was handled. No muss, no fuss, easy. And within a two-day period, I got what I originally wanted and they made it really easy for me to, to, to get back on track, so to speak. So I consider that to be a, a, a good example of an ambient experience. And what is the ambient experience? I'm sure there are a whole bunch of little machinations going on behind the scenes when I hit that button and 
you know, they have to figure out, is, is this something that was, you know, an Amazon issue or was it a third party issue? You know, who's, who's responsible and what should, how should it be handled? And I didn't care about any of that. And I didn't have to worry about any of that. So to me, it was just something in the ether that said, don't worry, Brent, we'll get you straight. And that's exactly what happened. So ambient experience uh, in this case is a good thing. I think so. I, I believe so. I got my, uh, got my peach mango. Oh, well, I mean, clearly you got, you got, <laughs> you know, you expended uh, several seconds of typing uh, and, and, you know, two days of waiting and then there it was. Right. Uh, and it really wasn't like two days of me sitting by the you know, mailbox wondering because you were getting notifications all along something i know you like talking about notifications saying your order has been shipped your order is on its way your order will be here and so it could have been a a very negative experience um but it was the way they handled it turned it into one that i didn't lose any amount of trust over you know the issue because once again one little mix-up in 24 years that's that's definitely forgivable. And then the way that they handled the little mix up makes it even more forgivable. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I, sort of shooting up uh, a level from this, it, we're, we're talking about a, uh, you know, uh, a change in the way that we uh, do what we do in terms of living. The living experiences has shifted to, and somewhere in our brains, uh, we opt for the online experience as though it was better than the physical experience. You know, I think it's it's hard to replicate the physical experience when it comes to stuff like this, because it you know you you could go to the store, you could talk to face to face to a human being, hopefully, and. You can explain what happened and hopefully you could walk out of the store with it all taken you know, care of. But that's not the case when you're doing digital. But the way that this was handled, it actually could have been better than the face-to-face because sometimes when there is a customer support issue and you go and talk to somebody, first of all, it may be even hard to talk to somebody directly at a store or at least somebody who cares enough to talk to you. And then, you know, it could take, much longer. You, the interaction may be more than just me writing a short text message and hitting a button. It could be me having to like prove some a, a big case, or they might think maybe this guy is just trying to get over on us. And there was none of that. And you know, you, I didn't have to worry about a receipt because they had the digital transaction, so I didn't have to prove anything other than, hey, I didn't get what I was supposed to get. Yeah. Why would you be? Why would you be complaining? Yeah, there's no there's no complaining in this in this regard. Whereas, you know, you could go to a store and you can have a lot to complain about based on the you know the individual that you may be forced to in, interact with at the store. You know, they, and that to me is one instance where uh, Amazon has made it easy. At least, you know, and I'm sure this is a cheap item. It's not like a a thousand dollar item. I'm sure there's a, more to be done uh, in that instance, but just being able to handle it the way I did, as opposed to having to go to a store and having to bring my receipt and having to bring the, the goods 
because they want to make sure I'm not getting over. Maybe they, they'll even want to check to see if I was at fault for saying I ordered something and I actually ordered something else. So this experience makes it much more likely for me to continue being an Amazon customer as opposed to the potential of the interaction in a store. So what I hear here is, I mean, I've had the same experience, not, not about this particular drink, but about, uh, you know, getting a record, uh, you know, one of these box sets, things like that, where the, the tab is more significant. And then uh, in our household, uh, there are numerous packages flowing in and out, the, you know, in from uh, Amazon uh, on a daily and sometimes hourly basis. But the thing that, uh, that really impacts the most for me is the, the speed with which they answer the phone. The, right. the original connection, uh, you know, basically they have to figure out, it would seem to me, they have to figure out if that's the quality of service at the beginning, how do they maintain that throughout? In other and words, I, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I think that a company like Amazon with the kind of the customer obsessive culture at the beginning, it's easier to, to be able to deliver on those kind of things if that culture was created at the beginning of the company. And instead of having to retrofit it onto the company uh, after the fact, like once you got a product out there and you didn't really think about customer service as an integral component of the product, once what happens typically is you know, once the product is out there and people start using it and then people start having issues and then they start calling in and then a lot of them call in, that's usually, you know, from a traditional business model standpoint, that's usually when they start thinking about customer service, but it's after the fact. Whereas with Amazon, you, you really do believe that that customer central centricity, that customer experience was part of the creation because I think it had to be part of the creation because Bezos was trying to do something that nobody else had ever done. And there was a lot of selling stuff online, selling books online. And you had to think about what could go wrong at the very beginning because, you know, the hurdles were so high to get people to do this in, in the beginning anyway. And so I think that's the benefit that, uh, that they had and that companies that are digital first they have to think about customer experience right alongside whatever product they're selling, because if they don't have it baked in from the beginning, it's too hard to try to retrofit and, and build a customer base uh, that's going to trust you over time. So, you know, in an odd way, this is kind of a social media experience, not a, uh, it, it's not a, just a transactional system. It's more of a, uh, you 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 begin to trust the relationship, and the data that you input to the system uh, validates you over time. It becomes really simple when they take a look at uh, when they see this ping from you. Uh, they know that it goes back 24 years uh, without a hitch. So uh, it's not difficult for them uh, to be uh, able to model this. Uh, transaction based on, uh, yeah, 
this is not what expectations were. Uh, on the other hand, uh, what I, I what they're competing with, it seems to me, is uh, the notion of of doing it in a way that doesn't correspond to the way things are now uh, because of the digital revolution. Well, I think the benefit that Amazon, we talked a little bit about some of the things that they had to overcome because of being able to compete with the face-to-face experience. But on the flip side, one of the things that they have completely over the face-to-face experience in certain instances is like you just said, they already knew once I hit that button, they already knew my, my history because you can go on to Amazon and look at your profile and you can see your whole order history. So if you can see it, they know, you know, they can see it and they know exactly who you are when you hit that re- return button and, and can process an experience fitting of, you know, what they know about you. Whereas if you walk into the store and if they got like a Walmart or something, I don't mean to call them out, but you know, one of those big box, big chains or store, you walk in, those folks aren't going to know who you are. You know, depending on whoever the the individual you are met with, they're not going to know anything about you for the probably. Uh, So you're going to, first of all, you're going to have to show them things that they can then begin to try to figure out how to, you know, solve your issue, but I don't have to, I didn't have to do any of that. Once again, that's kind of that ambient part. I, I didn't have to do anything out of the ordinary to let them know who I am, how much I've been a customer, what I've bought over the years, what I just bought that's causing this issue. It's all there and they're able to use it without me having to do anything but say, hey, you got this order wrong. And I think that's a big advantage that uh, digital, you know, online commerce has if they do it right, versus, you know, the the in store experience, which people they aren't going to know who you are unless you're like Norm from Cheers and you're going in every day or something. <laughs> well, uh, the reason that I compare the social media because uh, there's a similar leap of faith uh, at the beginning. I mean, I was a friend of mine. Uh, told me about Twitter. Uh, you know, he, he basically said, "You know, you got to get you got to get signed up for it." And I said, "Why?" And he said, "You know, just you'll like it." <laughs> and uh, and he, so I signed up for it because the guy's smart, and uh, I wouldn't if somebody if he if it hadn't been him, I would have heard about it. Or, I mean, I've heard about it, but I just didn't care. And then. Uh, I didn't really use it for like a year. And then uh, it became, there was a point in time when there, the scale of the operation included enough people uh, that I was interested in, uh, you know, sort of subscribing to. It's not quite, uh, like following, even though that's how they express it. It's more like, uh, you know, it's kind of a group that you, that I felt was funny. I mean, there were people were funny on Twitter in short bursts. And uh, it, it reminded me of the, 
uh, of the some of the computer networks from before, uh, not CompuServe specifically, but uh, there was a, a service called Byte uh, Information Exchange, VIX, which was a lot of fun. You could just basically uh, surrender yourself to a group of like-minded people uh, and discuss whatever. It wasn't about the topic. It wasn't about the transaction. It was about the social nature of it. Uh, yeah. You know, and it was very malleable. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that when I experienced these services like uh, Amazon and Uber and... Uh, uh, I can't think of any others right now, but it it did it was a, a difficult hill to climb initially. Yeah, I think conceptually, it's just you know, like why why do I want to do this? What what good is this? But then the service kind of taught you what was good about it. I think they had to because, like you were saying, there's this you know, initial apprehension because you've never done it before. You don't know this, this service. You don't know these people. And then in, in Amazon's instance, I, I don't think I ever really bought anything online before. So mm -hmm. there are so many hurdles that they had to, you know, overcome. And because they had to think about how, what's going to make people try this, that is a thought pattern that I don't think traditional bricks and mortar had to deal with. And, but and then on the flip side, because they thought about those things, be, that makes it easier, a better experience. For example, these this return, you know, example because I I didn't even talk about when you go into a store to return something, you usually end up in a line, <laughs> and and that's like the last. And sometimes it depending on the time of the year, that line is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that's the worst experience, exactly. not the, not the best, right. Whereas for what I did, there was no line. So that makes it the best. <laughs> I got immediate, I got immediate action. And I didn't have to tell people my name five times and show them my receipt eight times and, and all that kind of stuff. So what maybe started out as a disadvantage because they had so many hurdles to overcome because they thought it out and built in, you know, processes to, uh, uh, you know, handle those hurdles, then that becomes an advantage after a while. And you know, the that's thing, great. The thing that uh, I, I have sort of moved to is if I can't use Amazon, uh, I'll basically, I'll call up a, a, a store, find out whether or not it's in, in stock uh, whether they have it, and then I'll basically uh, find out how much it costs for them to ship it. And uh, essentially, what I'm doing is rebuilding the Amazon experience because I'm so used to it. Right, right. So, so you went from being apprehensive because you, you know you never did this, and you're not sure you want to try this because it's the hassle of trying something new, and of course, and if you don't think it's going to work. I'd rather not do it to once you finally had all, as enough of the hurdles removed from that to make you try it. And then once you try it, you see the benefit of it. 
you do it over and over again and then that becomes your standard <laughs> and and traditional businesses aren't able to meet the new standard and i think that's what's going on right now and that is to me the moral of of the story is i have gone 24 years without having to worry about this stuff but the very first time i did have it happen it was it ended up being a positive experience in the net you know net net so that to me is uh you know that was the moral of the story other than me getting my you know peach mango you're right well there you go and you've still got the citrus to try and pawn off on somebody else yeah you want it because no hell no (laughs) (laughs) be glad to ship it to you all right so well please no because then i got i have to sit by the door and wait for it right uh I think that the uh, what comes before the success is the is the failure, and then the ad- adapting to the failure is the key. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's always adapting to the bad, the failure, or the the negative result, and is is the key to success. How do you do it? What do you do? Um, but it's almost like you think about, you know, all the the shenanigans going on with on social media from bad actors. They're they're trying every which way to make those failures feel insurmountable, insurmountable. And, and to a certain extent, I mean, they're getting the kind of end results that they're looking for just by, you know, doing these kind of things or making us feel like these kinds of things are maybe worse than what we what they really are. Mm. And what would they do that for? <laughs> well, in the in the case of American politics, to put the the person that they feel would be to their advantage into certain situations of power, so they could take advantage of that. Okay, so your homework uh, <laughs> uh, is revised now. It's, <laughs> At what point do we fix that mistake? Oh my God! Uh, mm. I don't know if we. Well, here, here's my dystopia coming back again. I, I don't know if we do fix it. I, I, I would love for that to be, you know, me to feel a little bit more confident in saying we'll fix, but I'm not sure. Well, the, the history of Amazon is, is that their mistake turns out to be. Uh, a further tight binding to their service. Yeah, that's true. But that's, uh, you know, the mistake is not getting me my peach mango, not the, you know, ruining all the relationships we have with our allies and him becoming kind of like <laughs> another, you know, uh, 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 almost like a strong, a strong man state to match some of the folks that we thought we were like enemies with well it's 943 now on the east coast so <laughs> uh you're you seem resolute in 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 moving toward the despair and <laughs> and i'm uh i'm not going to go there with you so you're keeping hope alive that's what i'm here oh no i'm not hope is <laughs> uh, just a city in uh arkansas 
<laughs> oh god oh all righty all right well we'll we'll have to pick this up uh you know if we if we don't uh uh you know have total despair well uh, i'm I, still in total despair because uh we did a previous show that hasn't been aired yet well that's your <laughs> fault you shot it on video but yeah but it was originally audio based uh so, well, that was your theory, but that was <laughs> that was the content was whose show is this? Oh, is what's on? Who's on first? And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll 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 figure it out. I mean, th- this may be another one of those shows, <laughs> but you know, I, as long as uh, I mean, I there are certain moments on all of these shows uh, talking with you that are, that really stand out for me. Uh, as having some uh, special uh, thing. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm not... uh, I do know that, you know, when they answer the phone on the second ring uh, at Amazon, it's it's like magic. Yeah, and I think the big takeaway should be that you should walk away with is that you should really try the peach mango uh, crystal light and stay away from the uh, the other stuff, the citrus. Yeah, well, I I don't even know. You're going to have to uh, explain that to me. What <laughs> What's that about? But not now. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to overdo it. You're, you're too much oh, gold. We've already overdone it, but <laughs> we don't want to compound the error. It, oh, I totally agree with that. that. Uh, and I would say I would I would say I agree AF. Brent Larry <laughs> AF. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I consider it to be a, an honor that I actually know what that means now. <laughs> well, I and it, it's all because somebody started talking about uh, uh, what was the word. Uh, no, it was, it was woke. It, it was woke. A, That's, it was a bunch of yeah. you guys actually that started. Oh no, I didn't say it. <laughs> the problem with being a, a host is, is the you can't unring the bell. <laughs> well, yeah, that bell rung pretty loud. For me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good thing. All right, listen, thanks, Brent. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye.